0: Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Florida Bible College. Listen now as Stan makes it clear.
1: Or news, or guys that want to pontificate about all sorts of politics. As good as it is to know what is going on in the land... Let's make sure that we don't overdose on a lot of stuff that'll change in a few days, and underdose on God's word that never changes. If you go to my car, I I have Carol and I both have cars. She has the nice CRV because I want her to have that and it's safe. I still have a little red beach car that when you look at it, it's it's sunburned on the top and the, the the electric door things. I I, I turned the, the I locked the doors electrically and then the rest of the way driving down the road it's making <laughs> Carol is so embarrassed she won't even go with me. I says, I can stop that. I can just unlock it. She says, no, don't do that. One time we were over at Waikiki and I parked our car over by the band shell. Literally, this is not a joke. It's not in the sermon here, but it just came to me and I don't even know if this is from God. I can tell you though, I locked my car. I heard it go, whatever it does. I went to do whatever we wanted to do. I came back, literally. There was a homeless person looking at my car waiting for me to come back and says, do you know your car talks to you? I said, I, I, I really had a bomb in there and I didn't know when it was going to go off and I didn't say that to him. Now here's what I do want to tell you. It has an old-fashioned cassette deck in this car. Most cars have CDs. If you went into my car today and you went to my radio and my cassette, there will be Bible teaching in there. There will be a message to help me because I want to hear from God. I really do. I have about 600 tapes. Now, some of you like to read books. I do have a Lice Library. We have a new one here at this church, over 2,000, maybe 3,000 quality books in it. You ought to look at it. It's fantastic. But here's what I want to say. Some of us can be bookworms. I realize that. But some of us don't have the time or we don't have the reading skills. So maybe for us, we're not a bookworm. We might need to be a tapeworm. I I put that in my notes, you know, (laughs) listening to tapes. But in some measure, get yourself underneath the sound of God's Word. And then, of course, there's other ways to do that, and I I hope that'd be the case with you. So, get into God's Word. You have a choice. You can either go to Bible teaching meetings or whatever, or go to the movies and watch TV. You can either put yourself underneath the sound of God's Bible teachers to you, or listen to news and other stuff that is okay, but really isn't eternal. And I just pose that to you and you let the Holy Spirit work in your life where it should be. Let's go to number three. God also speaks through something known as impressions. Now for some of you, you might be getting a little nervous right now when you hear me say impressions. So I'm not only going to spend a little bit of time clarifying what I mean by that, but I'm going to give an entire message to this topic of impressions. If you want to, you could put off to the side another word. It could be the word promptings. But I want you to listen to me now before you shut me off when I talk about impressions. An impression, basically, is a thought that stays in your mind, your soul, and your spirit. It is a thought that God places there. Now, make it even more clear is this. That thought, to know that it's an impression from God, will be connected to God's Word. So for you, to begin with, to know, is that an impression from God, will be to the degree that you know God's Word accurately and you have it in your heart and your mind. And so I want you to lean into that because that is very important so you'll be able to discern. What's an impression that's coming from too many hamburgers and onions I had when I went to bed? How many impressions am I getting just because it's a fleeting thought because it's going to come back to God's Word? To substantiate that thought, look, if you will, now at John chapter 14, verse 25, and here's what you'll read. It says, But the Helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Let's pause for a moment. This was written at a time before the Holy Spirit was then given to every believer. So I could um, contemporize this now by saying, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father has sent in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. Would you circle that? That's the impression. It is God's Word brought to your mind and heart by the Holy Spirit, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So you want to bring it to your remembrance. Now some of you still might be struggling with uh, maybe an understanding of this. So let me use maybe a, 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 an illustration. There could be do, you could be doing something in your life. And while you're in your life doing something, all of a sudden you're realizing what you're doing is not right. Perhaps maybe you're at the grocery store And you know that when you paid for your grocery items that that cashier, for whatever reason, probably distracted or maybe just didn't pay too much attention, she accidentally gave you too much money back. She gave you a $10 bill back instead of one. Now you saw that, and at that moment right there, you're thinking, they have a lot of money, I don't. You know, it's their fault, not mine. Uh, No big deal, it's okay. Hey, listen, bank error in my favor, you know, that kind of thing. And so you tuck it in your pocket. And as you go out the door and that beautiful Hawaiian sunshine hits you and you're getting in your car, all of a sudden inside of you, you know that's not right. You know that something is not right. They may never know, but God does. And the Holy Spirit now is giving you what is known as an impression, a conviction, a prompting. What will you do? And sometimes, over one event or multiple opportunities of choices, it could change your life forever. It's an impression. Here's another way. You're talking to someone. You're talking about spiritual matters. And that person is saying something that just—it's just not sounding right. And all of a sudden, you have a Bible verse that comes to your mind that will clarify, either answer the question or cast down that wrong thinking. And so with grace, love, and mercy, you share a Bible verse that came to you at that moment. Now, the reason it came to you is because it's called an impression, a prompting. Perhaps a conviction. However it might be, it was God's word that was now working with you that you were able to share with someone else. So there's not a whole lot of confusion about it. Look at that next line. I put this down so that you'll remember this. Warning, always test an impression. And you're going to test that impression with God's word to make sure that it's correct. So one way to do that is to make sure is it in agreement with God's word or is it not? There's a lot of philosophies out there. There's a philosophy that sometimes says, God wants me to be happy. I am not happy in this marriage. I will be happy with this other person out here. So then I will leave my mate and my children and chase after this other person because God wants me to be happy. That is important. Now some of you might think that I'm making this up. But there's enough people that probably will hear this message that will know that they bought that. They thought that was from God. But they didn't test it with scripture. And now they're living a life that's shattered and broken and at worst, and at the best, it's still empty and confused and they know that something is still not right. Then there are others that say, you know, God wants me to try out this other person. I love him so much. What's wrong with premarital sex? We see it on television. We see it in the movies. So-and-so have done this. So we either move in with them or we have them move in with us and we think it's really okay because I'm committed and I really love them. Today, there are people again that are listening to my voice that they can go back and say, if they could do it all over again, they would have responded properly to the impression, the prompting, and the conviction of the Lord in that. So God speaks to us through the word. God speaks to us through Bible teachers who accurately use the word. God speaks to us through impressions that are confirmed by the word. And there's a last one now, number four. God speaks through pain. I know that some of you reluctantly are going to put that word in there, but again, are you acquainted with this way? We don't sometimes change when we see the light. Sometimes we change when we feel the heat, right? I like to say it this way. Sometimes we don't move our feet until we feel the heat. And there are others that are out there. And I want to be that make this very clear. Not every little boo-boo. Or pain that you have. Is necessarily God speaking to you. On the other hand. It is just as wrong to say. No pain. All this pain. Don't worry about it. God does say. Sometimes there's some pain. Look at the verse. Proverbs 20.30. 30. It says this. Blows that hurt. Cleanse away evil. And by the way, let me pause for a moment. Now, my mom and dad were not heavy in the corporal punishment, but occasionally I would get a spanking. Lovingly, blah, 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 all of that. But that did work on my evil side. And I have to tell you that as a young kid, I was the maverick in our family. I was the black sheep. I was the scallywag in our family. And I think God is still working on some issues even in my own life. And it says, As do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Another translation says it this way, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. God often will use pain. I like this verse by David, and here's what he says in Scripture. He says this, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. It is good for me that I've been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. You might circle now the phrase, your word, your statutes, and the law of your mouth. God is speaking to you and to me. And sometimes it's through pain. I have a friend by the name of Jack. Some of you heard the story, so I'll just make this brief. He was paralyzed from the chest down in a motorcycle accident. When I went to his hospital room, he was on this very special rotating bed, and while he was there... He was facing up and he said this to me. He said, God had to get me on my back in order for me to look up and listen to him. I don't know, that was pretty extreme for him and God used that pain to bring him around. And maybe God can use some pain in your life too, hopefully that it might cause you to really want to listen to him as well. Let's go over those again briefly. God speaks to us through the word of God. God speaks to us through Bible teachers who accurately use God's word. God will speak to us through impressions that are coming to us from the Word that's in us, that we've placed in there. And then finally, often through pain, because it drives us back, what? to the word. Remember that. The pain drives us to the word, and then we get it out of the word. So again, God's Word will speak to us. It's interesting. I have another friend. I won't mention his name. He kind of frequents our church on occasions. I guess that's two conflicting terms, but he comes occasionally and we see him around. I call him this morning because he's in one of our area hospitals. And I said, hey, how you doing? Are you eating okay? What's going on? And he was very, very upbeat. And he said, oh, pastor, thank you for calling. I know how busy you are and you'd call me. Thank you so much for that. What are you preaching on today? Well, since you asked, I'm going to speak on when God speaks. And he says, what are you talking about? And I went through that God speaks to us through his word, through Bible teachers that are accurate, through impressions and through pain. And when I hit the word pain, he said, "Oh, huh, that's why I'm here. I've got pain in my life. And he said, You give it to him, preacher. You give it to him. Well, I'm not going to give it to you. The Lord will have to deal with you on that. I'm just giving you the information. But here's what he said that was so insightful that I did not even get that when I put this outline together. This is to show you how God can use someone, even on their back, unbeknownst. Think about this with me. He says, Pastor, think about this. God prefers to teach you in the Word. Get into the Word. Study the Word. Every day, God's speaking to you. But if you don't do that or you can't do that every day, get yourself underneath some Bible teachers. So the next step is Bible teachers. And if you don't listen to them, then God might give you a prompting. And if he doesn't get to you then, it might do pain. He said, that's what happened to me. I have pain right now because I didn't listen to a prompting that he gave me and that I wasn't where I should be around Bible teaching in church on a regular basis and Bible studies and I've been invited by Pastor Charlie and others and I'm just not faithful like I should have been and I'm certainly not in God's word. And I'm wondering if that might be a progression in there. So play with that a little bit to see if that might be the case. Well, why is it so important to really hear God? Why is it important? Here's number 1. It'll assure you that you are in his family. If you are not hearing from him, it may not be that you're not listening to him. It may mean that you're not a part of his family. You haven't trusted Christ. Look here, it says this, Jesus speaking. My sheep hear my voice, not someone else's. My sheep, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And I love this. And they shall never perish. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. Why? Because they're my sheep. They hear my voice. They belong to me. So maybe your question would be, I'm not hearing the Lord. I'm not really sensing His intimacy and presence. It could be that you're not His sheep. It could be you're not in His family. I think of this, when I happen to call my kids, I don't say, this is Stan Pons, your father. I don't have to do that to my kids. They know my voice. Sometimes I try to tease them by changing my voice. But no, no, that doesn't work. They know something about it. They know my voice. Good news, God doesn't change His voice for you. On the other hand, when my daughter would call or our sons, they don't say, this is Beverly, your daughter. They don't have to do that. I can tell. Can't you not tell when your kids speak to you if they're happy or sad or scared or frustrated? Cannot you tell that? And the neat thing about that, I can know the voices of all my kids. It's not like I know most of them, but not some of them. I know all my kids' voices. And God knows all of our voices in this room. He loves us right here, this family, and millions of others in his family. That's why we've got to get into his family. And we get into his family not by trying to wiggle our way in or pay our way in or try to change our life so God finally will say, you're good enough, now you can get in. No, when you have your child, mom and dad do all the work and the kid's all there. God did all the work on the cross for you and all you had to do because you were born again is believe it. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. It's according to His mercy. It's by faith alone and we can have everlasting life. So my friend, if you want to hear God's voice in a sense, you want to know what He has to say to you. Right now He is saying this. Listen. Truly, truly I say unto you if you believe in Me you'll have everlasting life. He's saying that to you right now. If you don't hear Him, it's because you don't want to. Let's go to the second one. Second reason it's important to really hear God's voice is because it protects us from mistakes. It protects us from mistakes. Look at this verse in the New Living Translation. It says this, Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. How many of us have heard haste makes waste? Seems like God's Word says haste makes mistakes. You know, I look at our church right now. I want you to know that in our church, we would have made a lot more mistakes even if it wasn't for the godly people here that when we're working on an issue that they're making it very careful, very clear that it's biblically based, that we do it. What does God have to say about this? And when we sense that we don't really have God's mind on this, particularly the PLT, the pastoral leadership team and the deacons, we often will postpone it a month. And it's kind of interesting and yet weird how that over a month, it seems like once again, there's unity established. Now, we don't have fights. People don't walk out. We don't, we don't vote to get division and all of that. We have a great time, and when we're wrestling with an issue, then we just say, you know what? It's not that important right now. Harmony and love is more important. And we'll postpone some stuff. Now, some meetings have gone to 2 in the morning, but we... No, I'm joking, joking, joking. But at the same time, we want to know, what does God want? It'll save us from mistakes. And when God says don't, we don't. But on the other hand, if God says we do then we're going to do it and we're going to walk by faith. Even if we can't see the end, we just know that God is going to part the waters each step of the way for us. And then finally, number three, it's the secret of a productive life. You know, success is knowing God's will and being in the center of it. I think you know that. A phrase I often use around here, and for you guests, this might be good for you to have ownership of. You want to know what God's will is, so you want to hear His voice. What is God's will about my career? What is God's will about my my finances? What I should purchase? God's will about my relationships? Maybe even for some of you, God's will about what church you should go to. If you want to know God's will, the best way to know God's will is to know God's Word. Now all of us know that. To know God's will is to know His Word. The more of His Word I know, the more of God's will I'll know. I'd like to add to this. Not take away, not to change it, but to add. At the same time, there are a lot of people who are beginning now to know God's will because they know God's word. But that doesn't mean they are actually doing it. And so I'd like to encourage you that to know God's will is to know God's word, but also to do God's word from your heart, to know Him and to make Him known. Then you will be doing God's will. So it's the same time, to know it is one thing, to do it is something else. And I hope that might help all of us as we're on this journey when God speaks because it's my heartfelt prayer for all of us that we know that God is speaking to us and that we will lean in to hear His voice so we could know Him, follow Him as His sheep and serve Him with all of our heart, soul and mind. Because if there ever is an island on planet Earth that desperately needs to know the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ, it's Oahu. We're at the epicenter of the Pacific Ocean that from here the world is ours for Christ. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Scripture says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your heart. And it was said in the context to Jewish people who did harden their hearts during the rebellion. And it was a reminder not to be like them. And so that was then, this is now. Brothers and sisters, let's not harden our hearts. And let's hear the voice of the Lord. And so for you, the first step is to hear His voice when He says that you're a sinner. And He says it lovingly. And then he says to you that he died on the cross and he rose again because he shed his blood. And he says that it's not by your good deeds that will get you into heaven, but just by your simple childlike faith in Jesus Christ. Hear his voice. For God so loved you that he gave his only son that if you'd believe in him, you wouldn't perish, but you'd have everlasting life. Hear his voice. He's speaking to you. Now do something with his voice. Follow it. Place your faith in Christ alone. Say, Lord, I heard you now. You said, I will not perish. I will have everlasting life. I will get to know you. I'll spend eternity in heaven because I'm trusting you you alone, not my works, to get into your forever family. And so, Lord, right now, I'm doing that. I'm trusting in you. Now, notice there wasn't an audible voice, but it was God communicating with you. Is there anyone in here today that would like me to pray for you because you're having that moment That's between you and God, where God says to you, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And you now are believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's happening right now. God's speaking to you, you're listening and responding, and you'd like for me to pray for you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, is there anyone in here today that's trusting Christ as your Savior and you've never done it before? Would you slip up your hand? Is there anyone at all? Put up your hand. Thank you. You too. Let me speak to the rest of us. I said a lot to those that are new on their journey. And some of you are excited and you're going to make a commitment to be here and invite your friends to hear these great truths from God's Word. But let me speak to those that have been around the Bible a long time. You know, these four points that I gave, most of you probably could have preached this because this is a new truth. But on the other hand, let me ask you this question. Has God been speaking to you lately in your quiet time? Have you been in God's Word? You know these truths, but you're not in it. And you need to get into it every day. And lean into it. And listen to God speak to you. Get to know Him, the spokesperson. How many of you are not faithful in a small group or in church, and you, and you use these Sundays as kind of a pick and choose? And God is wanting to say something to you that could change your life. Yay, change you and your family's life and your legacy. Could it be? Is there an impression in your life where he's speaking to you about something? To avoid something? To take on something? And he's calling you and he says, I want you to do this, but I'm also telling you that I'll be there to help you. I will empower you. It will not be you doing these things, it will be me doing these things in you. He's telling you that. Will you respond? And will you still say, when you are afflicted with pain, it is good for me that I've been afflicted, so I can learn your word, Lord. And so I want to say thank you, even for the days of of pain. How many of you would like to have prayer because you too want to listen to the Lord to get to know Him intimately so you can fulfill His will in your life faithfully? Would you slip up your hand if you'd like to have prayer? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves beneath your word. We want to thank you that you, the only God, has chosen to communicate to us and that you have chosen to preserve your communication with us so that, Father, would be free from error and that, Father, you have given us the capacity to know your word accurately through your spirit, through your gifted Bible teachers. And so, Lord, help us to know you and not miss a moment of what you have for us, the benefits and the blessings. So that, Father, that when we do have to perhaps have some pain or a consequence, we will not rebel against you or curse you, but that, Father, we will humbly come back to you with a broken heart ready for you to rebuild us again. And so, Father, I pray for this one that indicated they were trusting you as their Savior by that uplifted hand, that they now would get a Bible and begin to listen to you through the Word. They would be faithful at church and make some new friends who with them knowing the word, can instruct them and disciple and help them to become stronger in you. That they too would talk to you in prayer because you want to hear their voice. So a relationship is established. And that, Father, that they would even want to tell others about this wonderful God. Now, Father, I pray for the rest of us who have known you as Savior that we too would go through this series listening to your voice to not only know this truth, but to let this truth be the springboard into a life of purpose and meaning. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: This is Joe Pons, and I want to thank you for listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Clarity Christian College. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the word of God with clarity into every person's world. It's the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible.